Greetings, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Over the years of our doing this program, hundreds of families have participated in Live It gatherings. What's that? They committed to seven weeks of gathering weekly for a meaningful time of talking and praying as a family using the Live It Gathering Guide. They overcame their awkwardness, their doubts, their fears, and just plain complacency to make marriage and family a priority. All who participated know the miracles that happened and that continue to happen. So over the past year, through four seasons of a reality program we call the Family Road Trip, we journeyed with 15 families who made the commitment. These programs are an inspiring blend of impactful, honest, real-life stories and music. What follows in this special episode of Ignite Radio Live are select moving moments from that series. In listening, we hope you are not simply inspired as a spectator, but that you hear God's voice inviting you to be a participant. Find out more and join us now at ilovemyfamily.us. We'll begin with the Waskoviches. Share a favorite fun family story. When we were thinking of them, all of them were kind of horrible when they were happening. (laughs) We could laugh at it later, which is really nice. Um, The one that I was thinking about was my daughter got invited to like a bounce house party, a birthday party. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had my husband take her because I was busy with the little ones. And uh, he he doesn't know the parents or anything, but he dropped her off, made sure, you know, that they got the present. And then she ran off and played with a bunch of kids. And then probably like an hour and a half into the party, I get a phone call and they say, um, hey, we have your daughter, Anna, here. Nobody seems to know which party she belongs to. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at the calendar and uh, the party... The party is on Sunday and it is Saturday. Oh. <laughs> you got to bounce around with a bunch of kids and have pizza and cake. <laughs> Probably is in some other kids' pictures, you know, with her <laughs> <laughs> She had a really good time, but it was it was quite horrible, but we all laughed at it because she went you know, the next day. And so she got two, two for, for one, the price so. of one. That's awesome. That is a great story. And Mike, I don't know why you let her go first, because the bar is always set so high. Go for it. I was late for work. I'm all suited up. And I go outside and point. Where is the moment we needed the most? I got to get out of here. And the driveway was not just snow covered. It was ice covered. Mm. And my car stuck. You got to do what you got to do. So I get out the snowblower. Tell me your blue skies fade to gray. Tell me your passion's gone away And I don't need no care It's one of those monster with the auger plates. It's probably four <laughs> or five hundred pounds. Yeah. I get it. Finally, I, like on the 37th pull, I get this thing started. So I'm, I'm making my one like good luck pass down to the apron of the driveway, trying to make that one row so I can kind of see where I'm going. It's It's dark. I'm freezing. I'm in my little dress shoes like an idiot <laughs> what do you know it jams it completely shuts off and i knew exactly what happened oh. i get the Wall Street journal every morning you know the guy comes oh. out in the morning 
And I tried to, didn't, didn't see it. It was buried in the snow. And I tried to blow it through the auger plates. Oops. And it busted <laughs> this 500-pound monster oh. right in the of my driveway. The Wall Street Journal is a powerful Indeed. Paper. You got to send them an uh, editorial <laughs> on that. It was probably iced up, though, and everything else. I'm stuck. It's terrible. And I'm trying to drag this mother back to the garage to get out the shovel. And I'm probably cursing in my mind, maybe audibly. Yeah, maybe. And uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know how to tell my boss I'm going to be very late. Cause now I got to somehow shovel the driveway, get this thing out of the way. And Janine comes out like I'm thinking, oh, cup of coffee, sympathize with me. I start telling her what's happening. She goes, well, I got some other information. Oh, so I no. got some other news. She said, well, come down in the basement. I just want to show you this. So we oh. go down to the basement together. And in the little drain in the floor, there's raw sewage and toilet paper coming oh. up <laughs> in my basement. And I'm thinking, this isn't happening. This is like, I'm on I'm on a camera. Mm. Right? Because you had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. You say you don't know. You tell me don't lie. You work at a smile and you go for a ride. Yeah. I call Rotorooter and the guy the guy shows up a couple hours later. He's like, your your uh, drain tile, a sewer t- uh tube going out to the main is broken so we're gonna, oh. we gotta dig up your whole front yard oh. and you said could you so, shovel while you're at it yeah exactly <laughs> can you take that backhoe and get my car Good out one. of the garage so long story short he cameras it and it was just all bad news oh. and oh. i just couldn't believe it and so uh, whenever I'm having a bad moment or I need a good laugh, we just look at each other and remember that story. I'm thinking, like, it can always be worse. Right. <laughs> you had a bad day, the cattle's on the line. You're coming back down and you really don't mind. You had a bad day. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Teresa. So this week, John Mark picked a question that was like, what is your saddest moment? And we went around the table and Hmm. I went last. And I had, um, I've been really blessed that my grandparents have all had really happy deaths. Mm. Um, the people I know have had happy deaths, so I didn't really have anything associated with death, which you would imagine. Um, but I had been engaged before and the breakup was really, really difficult. And that's really what I remember as like the saddest experience I've had. Um, and the kids were like, you know, the kids were confused and then they were like, whoa, if you had married somebody else, then... (laughs) we would live in a different house in a different city. (laughs) We wouldn't be nearly as cool as we are now. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I was like, I was like, no, you wouldn't exist. And the kids were like, Dominic, he couldn't even speak. If only you knew the sunlight shines a little brighter The weight of the world's a little lighter The stars lean in a little closer all because of you. He got up and he just like gave me the biggest hug. Aww. And he was like, I'm so glad you married daddy. And it was it was something I didn't expect. I mean, I answered honestly. I could have given them a different answer. But I answered really honestly. And- Speak your mind a little louder. Because you are 
they were just, I mean, they were blown away by this reality. This is your kingdom, this is your crown, this is your story. And this is your moment, don't look down. You know, like our family is something super special. That you're ready, born ready, and all you got to do is What a profound. I hope I didn't traumatize them. <laughs> no, what what a, what a what a phenomenal way though to in, in kid form to introduce the uniqueness um, of their nature, a custom designed by God, and how we participate with that. Those ideas that you know we can understand in theology, but just you've made it very real for them. And for any of you listeners out there, I mean, we are now joined in sort of that ho- hopefully a wonder that God purposefully made us and fashioned us and that you're listening right now for a reason and a purpose in this very moment. And that as we're in this journey together, God wants to all the more uh, be known and wants to know us. I mean, I know that's the whole purpose of family, that we more fully encounter him through one another. So that was awesome. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live, featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Let's go to the pains. What is a song that moved you, helped you in a difficult time in your life? The song that, that, that first came to my mind was it's a hymn. It's the first hymn that I remember learning and knowing. And the reason I remember that it was my first song is it's uh, it's the hymn when peace like a river mm. and when i was uh i think i was seven or eight and i remember singing this song at church and my little ears heard when peace like a river tendeth my way when sorrows like sea pillows roll i had this image in my mind i can still picture it of these huge pillows rolling down the beach mm. uh and i always loved this song but I remember I was probably around 20 years old when I learned the backstory. It's about, you know, the guy that wrote it, he and his, his family was coming over from Europe. He had already gone back to America and they were coming over and the, the ship that they were on sank mm-hmm. and his, uh, and his wife and I think it was three of his four children passed away wow. in the ship. And it was one other child was with him and he and survived. And so he took another ship back to Europe to retrie- retrieve their remains mm-hmm. and so that he could bury them. And he wrote this song. It is well, it is well with my soul. You know, and in all this tragedy, he could still say, it is well with my soul. With my soul. That really carried me through a number of times where I was struggling and suffering and and thinking of that story of the tragedy that he went through and he could still lean on God and say, it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sighed. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. Yeah. 
it's been very powerful for me in my life. Truly, truly amazing. And thanks so much for sharing that. My soul just bows in that testimony of that story connected to that song that all of us knew. But how awesome to know the story behind it that was part of the thanks so much, Seth. Michelle. Mine's a little bit lighter. Um, (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Uh, When I was 15, I, my my dad was a, co- is a college professor, so we took a sabbatical in England for six months. And so that was the s- second semester of my freshman year of high school. So um, I really didn't want to go because I went, when I went to high school, I, I met friends. I actually had like friends that I enjoyed being with. Mm, right. <laughs> Who wants to go to England when you have friends? So <laughs> that was, I was enjoying that and I didn't, I didn't want to leave. As I was walking down the street one day. We all made it there with like, we all just took our two suitcases. So I was only allowed to bring a couple of cassette tapes. And I brought, I think my friends gave me before I left. This is just kind of funny. Chicago's greatest hits. Yes. Um, yes. And I lived, we lived in the suburbs of Chicago. So it sort of like had like an extra kind of sentimentality for me. Like the Chicago, the band, and Chicago, the place, and I listened to it over and over and over, and I can't even remember like what the songs were that I liked, but um, they just made me think about home and my friends, mm-hmm. and um, sort of helped me in that lonely moment mm-hmm. of my life. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. So Kathy or Chris, what is a difficulty you faced in life that made you stronger today? You know, the Catholic Church is so pro-life and uh, stresses the importance of being open to life and Mm -hmm. having children, their gifts. Um, so when you're open to the gift and you don't receive it, mm-hmm. it triggers a lot of unworthiness yeah. and infertility feels very much like a betrayal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every month, month after month. Right. You were reaching through the storm, walking on the water, even and I married later in life. I had just turned 37. We tried to conceive for several years. um, And that journey was outrageously difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, But as hard as it was, it wasn't the most challenging thing I'd faced because the thought of her being an only child never crossed my mind. Mm. And people kept telling me, oh, the second child comes easier. And it did. Um, We got pregnant again when Grace was about 18 months Mm. and losing that baby at the start of the second trimester Mm. after hearing her heartbeat Mm. was the most devastating thing I've ever experienced. Um, I missed an entire week of work 
I carried a washcloth with me mm -hmm. instead of Kleenex because I never <laughs> stopped crying. My husband called everyone and tell them what happened because I couldn't form words to speak. Not for a Did you forsake me? Not for a Did you forsake me? And that was eight years ago, and as I talk about it, I still feel this deep, deep sadness. Mm -hmm. So how did this experience make me stronger? Well, I learned how important a prayer community is because yeah. when I lost the baby, I wasn't on speaking terms with God. Mm -hmm. um, so I so had honest. to ask people to pray to talk to God for me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And I really relied on that so that I could kind of wobble, right? And mm -hmm. I could feel my feelings and be angry and not jump to you know, oh, this is, God has a plan, or at least you have grace, or, you know, all the things that didn't help. <laughs> right, right. I just felt them and let them come up and, and kind of moved through them. And it also made me realize that I had to let go of my vision of how my life was supposed to look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead of blaming God for not giving me, to praise Him for giving me all the blessings that I do have. Mm -hmm. And that little girl that just shared with you, oh, the biggest blessing I could ask right. for. So it's uh it's all good now. Yes, after all, you Kathy, thank you so much yeah. for sharing your heart because... Speechless. Yes. I mean, what do you say? Just so real, so important. Um, we know so many who struggle with that cross even today of infertility um, loss of, and miscarriage, yeah. a loss of a little one. And there are no words. And it is just that big prayerful embrace of love and support and how wonderful for you to have that um, community to do what you weren't able to do, and that was okay. Kathy, know? did you name your little soul? Yes, we named her Caroline. Aww. Oh, beautiful. Sweet Caroline. Oh, I love it. So in our Schleter family, I'm one of seven. My parents had five miscarriages and an older sister, and I just want to say that they imparted upon us at an early age, calling upon the intercession of our personal family saint, Anne-Marie, who is now the namesake, of course, of our eldest daughter, the eldest of 50 grandkids, daughter, granddaughter. But I will say that just knowing at every opportunity that we gathered as kids to pray through all the tumult of six boys and a girl, I'm one of six <laughs> boys and a girl, all the adolescent stuff, asterisk, asterisk, um, struggles, challenges that you might imagine during 
during that era, we knew we had the beautiful intercession of a personal saint who did not live long enough, couldn't have, you know, didn't sin. Baptism of intention, baptism of blood. And so, you know, we now call upon the awesome intercession of little Caroline Knight. And uh, any of you who are out there with this cross, I know it probably doesn't make it any easier in some sense. It's just living and dwelling in this place of tragedy and difficulty. But knowing as much as we yearn for them to be with us, all the more do they yearn for us to be with them and are interceding for us before the throne of God. And I'm just so blessed by you you sharing that. I think going through that with Kathy, that was probably the most in my 15 years of us being together. Mm-hmm. That experience, that together, I mean, she pretty much summed up for both of us, but that was her sure. emotional well-being. Uh, probably the helplessness. You know, I couldn't do anything. I'm a fix-it person. Mm-hmm. I am here to count, you know, to do the things. And I always remember right after the surgery, after the pro- procedure in the hospital, just being alone with mm-hmm. Kathy. That that was a low point. You know, we had to, to work together and join together and just sure. and to seek God. It took a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thought, time, prayers. And you are constant. You are good. It's been a lot of healing. It's a process. It's no, yeah. no, there's no, no potion. There's no pill. There's no, mm-hmm. you have to sit with it. You have to pray about it mm-hmm. and, uh, and understand. You will never forsake us, oh Lord, for we are tender. You call You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live, featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Let's go across town now to the Seymours, Brett and Nikki. What is something that happened in your life of a difficult nature that made you stronger today? It's the hardest thing to give away and the last thing on your mind today. It always goes to those who don't deserve. A few years ago, I was faced with um, forgiveness. I really uh, had someone close to me that hurt me and... Mm. I, I had to forgive them, and it, it was it was really hard. It's the opposite of how you feel when the pain they caused is just too real. Takes everything you have to say the word forgiveness. Now that I've learned, takes place in your own mind or your own heart. You really can't forgive without the strength of God, and mm. um, the sacraments were so beautifully helpful. Um, the sorrowful mysteries mm. were so helpful. Um, and the tricky thing about forgiveness is, is what I've learned is it's not a one-time deal. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't today and then tomorrow it's all over. You have to remember all those things that they did the next day and the next mm-hmm. day. Forgiveness. And you, and you can be fine for days on end and then the devil comes back and whispers in your ear and, and reminds you again that you don't like that person or you're mad at that person. And forgiveness is just constant and... Mm-hmm. No matter how hard you try, you, you still have those feelings of hurt, hurt and anger and revenge. Show me how to love the unlovable. Show me how to reach the unreachable. Help me now to do the impossible. Forgive 
really glad that you brought this question to us because I think that um, I almost forgot that lesson that mm. we really need to go back to God for forgiveness. And mm. even in the small things every day that you see, you know, the person that cuts you off in traffic or the annoying person who is just annoying you and um, you judge them or mm -hmm. um, you really just need to see them with, you know, the heart of God and and love them and understand and be empathetic. It'll clear the bitterness away. It can even set a prisoner free. There is no end to what its power can do. So let it go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is forgiveness. Thanks for sharing that. That takes um, courage because all of us have people in our lives, and many who are dear to us. You can't get hurt by people you don't love. So invariably, just start there, um, most of us carry wounds and hurts from people who we trusted, confided in, and uh, that trust was, was betrayed. We've done it to others also, and we need to um, seek God's mercy in his grace. And what a great season, of course, during this Lenten season to recognize the ultimate forgiveness, the one who suffered, who uh, forgave the very ones who caused the suffering. Right now might be that invitation that the Holy Spirit is prevailing upon us to truly pray for the grace of uh, even greater surrender and forgiveness. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Finley's, a struggle that you had in um, childhood that made you a stronger person today. Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me. Hi, okay, so this is Lorna. There's no need to cover what I already say. I struggled in my youth a lot with self-worth. Um, I always felt very alone and isolated and uh, a lot of times angry or hurt, very um, self-centered as far as being focused on my feelings. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. There's a variety of things that caused that. You've been on lockdown and I hold the key. But regardless, it was a struggle. Cause I loved you before, you knew it was love. And I saw it all, still I chose the cross. And you were the one that I was thinking of when I rose from the grave. No reason. Cause my victory is yours I told the veil For you to come close There's no reason to stand At a distance anymore You're not far from home And I'll be your lighthouse When you're lost at sea By God's grace I was always drawn to Him And I mm. always looked to him in desperate times. No need to be frightened by intimacy. No, just throw off your fear and come running to me. Went through most of my life with that struggle, just having hard feelings of you know, no value and no worth, and whatever you do is not good enough. And and I still struggle with it sometimes, but 
few years ago, you get to that point where you're like, maybe rock bottom. You're like, mm -hmm. I just can't take it anymore. Looking to God, have to find a way to fix this. Have to find a way to be okay with this. Mm -hmm. It's funny, I always like, God, help me be okay with this. And God always comes back with, it's not okay. It's not, mm -hmm. you don't, it's not, you don't have to be okay with what the world is dishing out on you. You, this is not okay. What you're feeling is accurate. It made me realize all of that I needed was coming from him. You're not far from home now. Keep on coming. I realized that was what I was being filled with. It, it was easier. And oh, as you run, what hindered love will only become part of the story. And oh, as you run, what hindered love will only become now i still struggle with it but it's it's different i know the the voice of the enemy compared to, to you know what i think is the truth i know the truth it's a beautiful mm. it's one of those things that was a curse but also a blessing it was a big struggle mm. because of that focus on looking to god i i feel like i have a little bit of a mission now in my life i want to teach or my own children or just even people I encounter, their value and their worth. They're here for a very specific mm -hmm. reason, and there's nobody else in this world that is like you and there will never be and never was before. And you're so incredibly powerful and special. God created you to, to be you, as ridiculous or goofy and odd as you are because <laughs> that's what this world is all about. But also in the same term, you're incredible and wonderful mm -hmm. and, and amazing. And so it's just, there's so much in this world where we're hurting and we don't feel that way. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. It was a couple years back. It was the first day of school. Um, Avery and Braden went to uh, school, and this was, I think, Jesse's second year of teaching. And Jesse always gets excited uh, first day of school, and it was lunchtime, and Braden was sitting there, and I think Braden's like four or five years old. And so Jesse walks up and says, "Hey, how you doing? How's everything going?" And um, see how his day was going, and he was just kind of look, looking straight, not saying a word, just uh -oh. looking straight, wasn't even looking at her. And then she's like, "Oh, so how's your day going?" Kind of brought it up again. And then he still just looks straight. And then he just give this little whisper, go away. Make the world go away. <laughs> so he's kind of embarrassed about it. And she's just <laughs> and he's going to walk away. But oh. yeah, every time I hear that story, I just crack up. Think oh. of a little five-year-old. Cute Brayden. That's awesome. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Brayden. <laughs> Right, right. So I have one that I can get back at Braden with and with this funny story because <laughs> um, we go to the Outer Banks every few years as a big family and my parents go an extended family. We all get a big beach house. So my mom and I were trying to take a nice selfie of her and I with the waves and the water in the background. So we're taking a couple of snapshots of us. And so we go back to look at them, of course, to see how we look at it. 
And then in the background, we kind of look like, what is going on in the background? And it is Brayden getting smashed by a wave. Oh. <laughs> not know what's happening in the background because we were so focused on how we look for our selfies That's together right. as mom and daughter. And Brayden <laughs> is just getting <laughs> blasted by this wave. Yeah, so. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. He has some funny stories, but so do we. <laughs> Hang on to those stories for his ordination day or his wedding day because that's that's when they're really going to get some traction. Awesome. <laughs> we love you, Brayden. <laughs> you are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. What is one song that blessed you at a difficult time in your life? Let's begin with the Knights. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. Yes, this is Chris. I had a lot of different songs bounced off, but one uh, that really hit me was I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Mm. Just one of those when... uh, when I hear it, when I close my eyes, when I hear the song and I hear it, it just, um, it paints a beautiful picture of what, you know, what heaven's going to be mm-hmm. like someday, you know, as we try to imagine what it really is. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Beautiful, Kathy. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. So this was a fun one for me. I have a little story. Yay, goes, I love Kathy's stories. It goes with it. So about a year after my miscarriage, I was still stuck in this hazy place. And I'd kind of lift out of it and go back in it. It was kind of spiraling. I tried to snap out of it for my daughter's sake. She was about three at the time. Um, and I remember she had a dance recital scheduled the day before Mother's Day, and I just didn't want to go, but how could I not go (laughs) to her recital? So the night of the recital, I, I put her in her little tiny black leotard and I Mm. pinned the little black feathers in her hair. And, um, Chris and I are in the audience and we see these three adorable toddlers run out on stage and they all huddle together and sit in this little circle and they lean on each other like they're sleeping. And there's this giant, oh, from the audience. (laughs) And the music starts and it's the Glee remake of Blackbird by the Beatles. And I lost it. I mean, it was ugly cry. And my husband looks at me like, what? (laughs) going on and I'm thinking you know here's this song about a little black bird with broken wings Mm. and sunken eyes Mm. that can still learn to see and Mm. fly into the light of a dark black night and into the light of the dark black night and it occurred to me that 
all my life I wanted to be a mom. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. Oh. And I was waiting for this moment to arise and it hit me. Being a mom, the moment arose. Mm. And I'm missing it looking back at the plow. So wow. that night, I allowed God's healing into my heart. Wow. Watching Grace on that stage, I was filled with such joy. Wow. It was like a Luke chapter 638 moment, you know, the boom. Uh, given to me in good measure, pressed down, shaken mm. again, running over. And it felt like I took this giant step toward the light. Mm. All because of this song. Every time I hear it, it just those feelings come rushing back and it's mm. just so you were only waiting for this moment to arrive. Truly moving and yeah, truly amazing, particularly for our listeners, if you hear the backstory of the Knights from former episodes, but in some got married late in life, as they describe a lot of messiness with former marriages and then infertility and wanting to have a child and the loss of a child following their beautiful 10-year-old Grace. How our lives are woven together in his love and in these moments that proclaim his glory. So thank you so much. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live, featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Like many people, when I went off to college, I had my time of doubt in my faith, where I kind of fell away from my faith. This period of my life lasted five or six years. I went through a lot of struggles in that time. I'm not going to go into any of the details of, of all the struggles, but really doubt of, of that God even existed. And if he existed, that he really cared anything for me. Mm. Times of, of fear and doubt and you know, wondering, is there any meaning? I feel like it was about every six months or so. I remember having just small experiences where I felt like I heard a voice say, it's going to be okay. Hmm. And then I got to the end and it was around 2000. I, I started coming back to my faith and, and wanting to really rediscover it, go back to church, get involved and in doing Bible study and all this stuff. And I remember a moment when I, in that period when I was coming back into my faith, where I felt like God gave me a promise that he brought me through that and that I would not have that level of, of doubt again in my mm. life. And so, and it was, it was, and that also that he would use the fear and the doubt that happened in that period to strengthen me and help me to awesome. help others who are in that same same place. That is so awesome, Seth. That is the reality that many face 
even if they grew up in a Christian home, I think, when they have development of their mind. And then if they get to college and they're introduced to work such as Feuerbach or Camus or Freud, I'm going nerd on them. Most people at some point will face that if they're really seekers, if they really want an authentic faith, they will be haunted by alternate explanations for God and and not want to deceive themselves. And I suspect knowing you that you wanted authenticity. You you wanted a faith that wasn't just made of uh, myth and fairy tale and want to make it be so and the opiate of the people, another famous uh, philosopher uh, translated into communism and all that. Yeah, and a big part of my doubt was seeing, I I went to a Christian college and seeing a lot of hypocrisy Mm -hmm. in other Christians really kind of solidified this, you know, is this really, what, what, what is this? Right. These people say they're Christians, but they're not, they don't look like Christians. That's awesome. And I'd love to have a whole program sometime, Seth, that just opens the conversation to any who are honestly seeking truth, Mm -hmm. honestly seeking to understand the nature of our very real God and how he very in a real way, wants to had penetrated this the heavens down to earth and wants to reach us and wants us to encounter him. But obviously, we know there's also the dark nights and all of that, and I'd love to unpack that a lot more because I sense there's a lot more. But I am deeply grateful for you sharing that because I know it's very real. And for any who are listening right now, just know at least here is a great testimony of somebody who asked the questions, was haunted by the darkness, and God brought him through, and now he's a formidable leader in the Catholic faith and the fullness of the faith. So, so grateful for that. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Finley's, a favorite fun family story. Do you know what literary term that is, Steve? Alliteration? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So for me, it was, uh, there's a spider story that I have. And, uh, Everybody's got a good spider uh, story. We're all, we're all in, loaded in the car. And uh, I'm running back in the house, you know, to get something. And because there's always something else that I have to grab. And so I come into the car and I sit down and I spot this um, large wolf spider mm. in the center council. And so I look at it and... Nobody sees it but me, but I look at it and I just, you know, yell out a guttural <laughs> scream. But that's my first instinct is just to scream at it and see what happens. And it like vanishes. And I'm just sort of like, oh, oh no. you know, and that's the and worst. So, yeah. So but instantly when I scream, Steve looks at me and and he screams. I'm a man. I spell M. A. Like has to turn his man card in scream. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to beat this thing with our screaming. But right? And then I look at him and say, where did it go? And he's like, I don't know. Um, you know, what? what are, I don't even know what we're screaming at. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you like, he's like, well, you really made it really convincing. Right. So, so Shelob is uh, in your car somewhere at this point. Exactly. Uh, shortly thereafter, about a month later, my sister's daughter, um, was three. She's 16 now. Um, but she was diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. She was very, very sick. And in the hospital, it was very scary. Um, I went to visit her because she just needed support. It was a really scary time. And it was just me alone. And I'm in the hospital with this little girl. And, you know, it's like 
funny story, funny story. I got to have a funny story. So mm. I tell her the story about Uncle Steve <laughs> screaming <laughs> like a lunatic because he has no idea why we're scared, but we're scared together. <laughs> and she just rolled Aww. and laughed and laughed. And she, I had to tell her that story over and over and over and over. And it just, you know, he's, he's such a good sport. He's such that's a joy. Awesome. And Lorna, that's <laughs> better than laugh. Nacho Libre. When you are a man. Sometimes you wear stretchy pants. It is. It's a little bit better. You know, Steve is actually better than Jack Black. What do you know? Indeed. <laughs> Great Speaking story. of Steve, Steve, you're up. It, it was Erin's baptism. So she's number five of six. We're all standing up in front of the church, and this is during the mass. I think it was five o'clock mass. So it's full, full. Um, but Michael at three decided wow, I think I'm an airplane. And he became our runner. And he was um, running around the altar. You know, at one point, I think he brought the plane in for a landing and kind of sat down right right underneath the altar. Oh trying my to remember goodness. exactly. That's when you deploy some F-15s but, you know, fully armed. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're trying to hold it together. I'm Surface like, to air do missiles. Do? You know, do, do I chase? I can't chase them because that's just going to make it worse. And, uh, but at one time he did get close enough and I lunged in and I missed him and that just made him run more. Oh. And then I felt like, uh oh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have reached for him. Oh. Cause then, then, you know, everybody knows like, you're just like, really, really That's great. dying up there. Classic. That was our, our classic. Parent restraining run. story. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Grow eyes. Yeah. We are, <laughs> we are the weird ones on our streets in our neighborhood for a variety of reasons. Catholic, homeschooling, five kids, small house. Chickens. Well, Chickens. that's a different awesome playset though I in the backyard. It. Awesome, yeah, the biggest playset we've ever seen. So we're 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 weird uh, on our block. Um, one of the thing, many things that started off our weirdness was the locking ourselves out of the house within the first week. Of the <laughs> into this house. Oh, but we've also locked ourselves out of the house a couple times since then. Oh and gosh! The second time, um, we had a new puppy. <laughs> And she was out in the backyard, and we've been trying to keep her outside. So she, you know, she would bark a little bit, and we would open the door and scold her, you know, and stay outside, stay outside. And one morning, it was Sunday morning. I think we were getting ready for mass, and she started freaking out outside. And we look out, and there above our house are a bunch of hot air balloons, and she's just absolutely going losing it over these hot air balloons. And so we all start yelling and going out of the house and we've got, you know, oven mitts on our hands and, you know, diapers half off and, you know, not, <laughs> none of us, none of us are fully clothed. We all Grace go outside image. and the door gets pulled closed behind oh, us. Oh no. We that watch is awesome. Hot air balloons float away and there we are locked outside. Oh my goodness. The place where we're all just sitting around outside, you know, <laughs> behind our we have a small awesome. section of privacy fence, so we're all kind of hiding behind the right. privacy fence. <laughs> that is a great... Extremely humid that day. Oh, oh no. Great story. Eventually, eventually Marcus Grodi found a, uh, found a spatula to go along with the grill, and just as the locksmith pulls into the driveway, he gets the back of door. Of course. 
go, we Marcus. The uncomfortable Way to go, Dad. Teresa. So um, maybe a couple years ago, Cecilia was three years old. And it was around All Souls Day because we had just gone and prayed a rosary in the cemetery. So Cecilia is sitting and coloring a picture. And I'm near her. And she says, I don't want Uncle Peter to be in the cemetery. Uh-huh. And I was like, Uncle Peter in the cemetery? And so John Mark's brother, Peter, was in the sem- seminary, the Catholic oh. seminary, studying to be a priest at the this cemetery. point. And so I was like, oh, well, Cecilia, you know, Uncle Peter is in this, isn't in the cemetery that we went to. He's in the seminary studying to be a priest. <laughs> she goes, oh. And then she goes, I don't want Uncle Peter to be in the seminary. I want him to be nerbal. Nerbal. And I was like. What? <laughs> she goes, I want Uncle Peter to be nerbal. <laughs> I made her say it a few times. And then finally I was like, Cecilia, do you mean normal? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nerbal. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, we homeschool. So I'm like, okay, say normal. And she's like, nerbal. <laughs> and then we, we went back and forth a few times. And then finally she goes, mommy, I can't say that. Oh, that's so awesome. (laughs) I'm not going to be normal. That is so awesome. That's a great story. Thank you so much. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. Grace is being outpoured into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. Seymour's, a song that has blessed you during a difficult time. I chose the song Just Be Held by the Casting Crowns. Um, I was going through a really um, hard time a few years ago. Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom in surrender. Lay it down and let it go. It was really struggling and hurting and, you know, it was days on end of being constantly consumed with, you know, my hurt, my anger, mm-hmm. self-pity, sadness, um, just trying to get through every day and, and um, mm-hmm. be a mom and be a homeschooler. And um, one day I was driving and this song, Just Be Held, came on the radio and um, I, I just realized at that moment to just surrender everything that I was to the Lord. Just be held. It was a really beautiful moment. You know, they say that that there is joy in suffering, which is something you never really understand until you really suffer and you hurt. And you just give it all to God and mm-hmm. just be held him. It was such a beautiful song. But not a tear is wasted. In time you'll understand I'm painting beauty with the ashes Your life is in my hands So when you're on your knees An answer seems so far away You're not alone Stop holding on and just be here Your world's not falling apart It's falling into place I'm on the throne Stop Just be here. 
other parts of the song, some of the lyrics, um, the world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. And I'm painting beauty with the ashes. Your life is in my hands. You know, um, the Lord really gave me the strength during that time, just through those words to realize that in your suffering and your hurt, that he's giving you something beautiful in return. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was coming, but it's such a hard time. So um, it was That's a beautiful awesome. song for wow. me. And it still is, as you can tell, I'm a little emotional. I'm no, about it's it. great. It's so beautiful. I love Thank the realness you. of it. And, you know, so often, especially as hopefully faith-filled people, faithful people, you know, we know things in our head, right? But but how's the saying go? The greatest distance is from the head to the heart. Mm-hmm. So wanting to feel it and embrace it, but um, it takes the Lord sometimes just to break through in that moment of surrender. And gosh, what a beautiful witness, think, Nikki. And I love, too, even the power of the title of that song, Just Be Held. And how the Lord desires just to hold us close to Him. Just be held. Just be held. Especially, I think, as we approach Holy Week next week, you know, you picture the Last Supper and John resting his head on, you know, Jesus's breast and how the Lord just longs and desires that from us and just to hold us and embrace us. So Nikki, beautiful. Thank you. Brett. This was a little harder for me as Nikki and my kids will attest. I am not the music guy. Come on. A (laughs) hundred bottles of beer on the wall. That's my guess. Van Halen. Come on. No, I'm kidding. No, I actually have a good song that did impact me, but I'm not the music guy. So it is a little bit harder for me. They get in my car and I'm listening to talk radio. But um, a few years ago, as Nikki said, you know, there were, we were having some struggles in our life. And I started listening to uh, religious radio and and Christian rock music. And I started to listen to Big Daddy Weave. And mm. one of the songs that of his that impacted me was Jesus, I Believe. Mm. I want to walk with you, Jesus. Feel your presence and know you're near. I want to see you, Jesus, move in power and cast out fear. You know, and there was a time when I wasn't sure that I was going to keep walking with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's during those struggles when we need him the most. And so as I heard that song, it reminded me that, look, you have to go back to God to get everything else that you want in your life. I need to hear you now. I need to know it's you. I'm standing on your promises. I know your word is true. You're bigger than what I see. It's you in exchange for me. Can be reality. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe. We're on a mission from God. That was awesome. You are listening to a special episode of Ignite Radio Live featuring moving moments from the family road trip. 
Grace is being poured out into our marriages and families right now. Join us in living it at ilovemyfamily.us. I'd say with my father, I grew up really admiring him. Again, another real positive aspect of my of my childhood. Show me who I am and who I could be. Initiate the heart within me till it opens properly. But um, certainly some of the, the issues he had with his father he and I had, and, and I'm sure still have to some degree, which is just, you know, the, the, the com- ability to communicate well, you know, uh, it's very easy as men to be kind of closed up and closed off from each other and stay on the surface. I try, try, try to breathe till it turns to muscle memory. I'm only steady on my knees One day I'll stand on my own two feet uh, And I also, I think I saw in my childhood just um, the desire to be to, to, to be a man of God and to lead the family, but just how difficult that is, mm-hmm. how difficult it is to take right. territory, how difficult it is to, you know, you can be... Uh, you can have a great ministry. You can have, put out a great public front, but how difficult it is to kind of go home and do, mm. you know, the real heroism of leading your family mm. and bearing those burdens, and you know, leaning into the the emotional uh, pain that's involved in just living with other people and 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 you know, kind of bearing their burdens and all that. Show me. And, and so I guess the, then the strength, I feel like I understand that in him. And I feel like on the one hand, I have a real empathy with other men, just how difficult that is. But then, you know, the, the, the good coming out of it is just, you know, wanting to, wanting to get out in front of it, wanting to take it real seriously and, and, and work as hard as I can to, to be a good leader in my family and to help others do the same. And to just be for grateful for how hard my parents work for that as well. Many will experience uh, the wisdom of this, but my kids, I know, will express similar things. They've been involved in our ministry, and yet it is a great challenge when we come back under our own roof. And all the more, at least in our home, I I can say, uh, maybe reading between the lines, what a great occasion it is um, to say to my kids, circle them up, and has been in life, hey guys, I have fallen short in these ways. Please pray for me. And um, I want my ceiling to be your floor. You know, I, I want you to go even further. I want you to recognize my shortcomings because I don't. Have, I didn't have a blueprint. I'm trying to improve upon my dad, who's a pretty amazing dad. And uh, I encourage anybody who's listening out there not to stop striving for what God calls us to do because of perhaps the lines that were drawn by our father or leaning into what could be better. And uh, what a great thing if we can do that together and be occasions of encouragement. So thanks so much, John Mark. That was awesome. <laughs>